and welcome back guys we are back after a long break but it was not our fault we have been in the panoramic for almost two (laughs) years (laughs) like (laughs) we had we had a lot going on in barbados so we are finally back in the studio and we are so happy to be here today though we will be delving into mental health matters and we are but joined. The emphasis on M E N, in mental. Aye. Aye. <laughs> we are joined by Rashid Holder, and Tomosi is known as the life of the party and an absolute joy to be around. But today we will get to see a different side of Rashid as we delve into your mental health matters. Yeah, so yeah, that's guys. a vulnerable side of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was told that vulnerability is a sign of strength, so. Yes. Yeah, yes. mental strength, physical strength. Let me see if you can put everything together then. No <laughs> problem. So, guys, how has the lockdown been affecting you? Um, I could start, I guess. Okay. Um, for me, I actually like the lockdown. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I did because my job is twenty-four hours, and I felt like if clients knew that there was a lockdown, so they weren't bombarding me with <laughs> messages and requests and stuff like that because they knew everybody was going through the same thing. So mm-hmm. I felt like with the lockdown, I finally got a chance to catch a break. Like yeah. I felt like being able to wake up and not get anxiety, like who going to call me today, mm-hmm. that type of thing. I felt like that was good for me to get that rest i mean i don't want for two years no yeah but (laughs) i felt like that initial the initial lockdown at least when it first happened and everybody was at home and we were shut down i honestly used that to get as much rest as possible as me know (laughs) (laughs) a lot more thing but ladies first so you know um i don't like the lockdown i think i liked it last year for a number of reasons i was not um, close to circumstances which trigger me. Like, I was living, I had just moved back to Barbados and I was living like far away from everything. So, I had like been in that bubble. But this new lockdown this year in 2021, because I'm so close to home and family now, and I still had to get up and work every day, is right. And most people around me, because of the lockdown, we're not working because they had to physically go to their jobs. It was very hard because mm. people would come in and just want to talk. And it's like, <laughs> my phone going off, I got you. Like, my life has not changed the circumstances. I know that you are working the same way, but you're working from home. Mm-hmm. And it was just hard and difficult to manage. My anxiety always acts up when I feel like I'm losing control of situations and life. And because I... Pre-pandemic was always very organized because I do like a million things. If if I lose control of just one small segment of my day because somebody come and had a prolonged conversation with me, when I know I'm trying to get X done today so I are by a certain time so I can move on to something else, then my mind is go crazy. So for that to be happening over and over every day, like it was just hard. Like I was real happy to go back to the office just so I could separate work, home time, lining time, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a struggle. It was really sad. Listen. What about you, Annie? Uh, for me, I would say, I'm not really sure how Jamaica has, because we never really had a 24-hour lockdown period. 
Mikey like Shamura, it didn't really, it didn't bother me per se. I thought if anything, I felt a bit more, like, I guess balancing my time, I find it harder because I end up working long hours and I'm not taking lunch. So it's more of not being able to balance my time properly, but I never felt like I can't handle this anymore or this is too overwhelming. I need a break. I don't really feel that way. Okay. I guess I kind of will follow on from Amory because I love working from home, right? But there is no separation. So my office is my house and where mm-hmm. I do you do everything there and I don't leave home. The got weeks that I literally don't leave home because there's nowhere to go. But um I would say that it was a bit overwhelming in terms of work. But not the yeah, actual, actual lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I can't say that I could um, you know, identify with that overwhelming feeling too much during the pandemic. Um, truth be told, because what what I was doing before, um, you know, essentially I worked in sales, business development. So, I mean, a lot of things slowed down during that period of time from last year to now. And, you know, there were some days that I literally would you know, have a very quiet day. Like, I check in my emails and I see one, two, three emails coming mm-hmm. during the course of a day. Mm-hmm. You know, hard to get any phone calls from clients and what's not. Um, so, for me, that was a bit concerning mm-hmm. uh, because it was like, well, you know, if, my, if, if, if what I'm doing currently relies on, you know, sales to drive, um, you know, how I'm remunerated, then that's going to be a problem. And mm-hmm. I mean, a lot changed for me. I'm no longer you know, at the, the company I was at before. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was telling mm-hmm. Latoya earlier, you know, like my position was made redundant. And um, that was one change. Sorry. And the other one being, you see, homeschooling. <laughs> I detest homeschooling <laughs> with a like passion. Like almost as a parent. And, and it's not because of the fact that, you know, the home every day. The part of it was I spent a lot more time attending to my little cousin, and his classes during the course of the day mm-hmm. than I was mm-hmm. at times attending to my own work. Mm-hmm. So then now I got eight till um, one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in between there, I would still be tr- doing yeah. stuff. But that put back my work schedule now because it's like if you have to catch up. And that's what I said, luckily for me, or unfortunately for me, things were slowed down to the extent that I could pay a lot more attention. But no. I can't wait for them to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mind children, that's the truth. Yeah. But because of how I'm set up, I'm not going to be at mm-hmm. home with him and you know, allow him to slack off because they've missed so much time from school. Exactly. That I believe, mm-hmm. you know, they are essentially are they're being done a disservice yeah. um through mm-hmm. all of this pandemic period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel for them as well. And for you guys, what what would you say was your coping mechanisms for the <laughs> period? <laughs> I, I guess a- I could go first. I could go first. I feel like for me at times, I I like to sing. I can't sing, but I mean, just having a whole you know little conflict going on. And I feel like that's how I online sleeping. I was a one to be one of those people. I was like you know binge eating and just. Yeah, you can ice cream outside and stuff. I feel like the music helped me a lot. Huh? No. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) No, I don't think so. But 
actually like that was my focus magazine so I'm just making sure that I found time to just do things that I enjoy so I'll be reading something or watching um you know catching little movies or watching the um so I don't quite so up for a series so I was watching Picky Blinders um y'all watch it yeah, that hurts. I don't know what I'm saying, girl. I recommend, but yeah, so that and music was a big part for making me feel, you know, and stay in touch with you all. And my mom, my mom's coming every day and then some. Tell her I said hi. I will. Coping, me- I, I struggle with finding coping mechanisms sometimes because. The thing about it is you have to quiet. I can't get my mind quiet sometimes. So it's hard to even get to a place where, you know, you just, even if I watch TV, my mind would just be going, studying, worrying about certain things. Oh, the well, only thing that really works for me, and y'all will judge me, is the gym. It's the gym. Yes. And I, some, because of how you feel, <laughs> that you might feel depressed or anxious or whatever, you don't want to get up and go. But because I know how it feels when I finish working out, like that would make me go to the gym now. Because I know after I finish work out, I will feel I feel better, honestly. I can't. I can't. Like, more it has nothing to do with like I how don't. your body look or anything, but it's a real like a mental. I don't know that hour and a half. So you feel a lot <laughs> more relaxed, Friday. You feel a lot more relaxed. Very relaxed after I had after? a good workout. Okay. Yeah, by myself okay. with like headphones on, music blazing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. You can build a gym at your house. Okay. Mm? Gym at yours. Prime Fitness is next door to right now. <laughs> so <laughs> I had the advantage of having a space right to work out in during the pandemic as well. Yeah, follow Prime Fitness on IG. For me, what <laughs> I had to do is I feel like I was a social media girl. Sorry, but I am. I love social media. I think social media is the most hilarious thing <laughs> ever. Yeah, and I found myself. What I had to do is like block out certain pages and block out. No, I you mean filter for your content. Mm-hmm. yeah, filter my mm-hmm. content so that I would mm-hmm. get good content as in good things that give yeah. me good energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I ain't mm-hmm. watching the news every day. Yeah, I am definitely not watching BBC or any of them things that can tell me how many COVID cases. Yeah, and yeah. That literally used to depress me. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do like is. Yeah, like in the corner. Uh, So what I had to do is filter my content. Social media is something, obviously, that I love to partake in. So I would still do that, but filter the content that I consume. And to me, that was a coping mechanism for me. Yeah. Well, my coping mechanism, I mean... Everybody know I love people. <laughs> like, yeah. People be messaging me during lockdown and be like, you okay? Cause I know you love to be outside. Is yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. My whole thing yeah. on, my whole roofing on a hose though. <laughs> I don't have a problem inside, but mm-hmm. I mean, people know me to that extent. So, you know, one yeah, of my coping mechanisms and this is the beauty of technology and, um, you know, being in a situation like this here where, you know, it's mostly bad that we've seen. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that, you know, I did was, you know, reconnect with people that on a day-to-day, week-by-week basis, you might not necessarily show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that was because of, you know, my social nature. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody home, I could video call you. So you said to my friends, I want to see me video calling. I also want a phone. Because I am messaging to see etiquette. I usually tell people I'm you a respectable man in the community, but, you know, 
I know how you could do that with. You know, like, <laughs> your leg. That's right. But yeah, I used to just randomly call some of my friends um, just to see how they were doing. Um, yeah, I lost sleep. And you know, after the first lockdown, I purchased a bicycle because it was like, well, I, mm. I want to exercise. I ain't going to go in the gym. Um, I don't think I would have bought well, yeah, a COVID. You don't love, love a gym. Mm-hmm. I still do. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know where it's going all the time because I just come out sore. So you don't feel bad, so mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. <laughs> you no. won't come for me. I lost, I lost I eight pounds. I lost dust. eight pounds from November last year till um, the time we went back into the gym, and this is only month two. Wow. So I was like, all right, I went on the scale the first week, and I was like, shut up, boy, you gotta start back at square one. <laughs> but that was, you know, incentive for me to work a little harder and maybe, you know, change some of the. The, the mental mindset that I have as it relates to, you know, pushing yourself a little more, so. Mm-hmm. Got you. Yeah. All right, so we spoke about COVID and the coping mechanisms that we utilize. So now we're really going to get into why Rashid is here. Why am I here? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Tell me. Tell us your story, Rashid. Which story you want? You want the, you know, unedited <laughs> Yes. Vulnerable yes. Site. No filter. Okay. So, okay. No, no filter, filter for sure. Okay. So this is that part yeah. where like I figuratively taken off my mask mm-hmm. because I'm not yeah. going to speak to you know the audience about my experience as it relates to mental health. Yeah. Now, what I would say is that you know this whole pandemic period brought me to a level of awareness that I probably um, would not have had under normal circumstances. So even from that perspective, I usually say, you know, the good and the bad go together. Um, I started reading this book about the magic of thinking big. And there was this chapter on, you know, positivity Uh and essentially putting more positive thoughts or thinking more positive thoughts than negative ones. And I could identify with that because, um, you know, back around like October is when I started to realize I had an issue. Um, And the funny thing about it, the not so funny thing about it was that I remember feeling this way many years ago at different points in time. Mm-hmm. And it used to be like, man, you know, you gotta shake off this funk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. funk, the lingering, mm-hmm. like an old, dirty rag that somebody <laughs> you don't want it to be, but you're just smelling this thing all the time. So, you know, we came out of the pandemic period where it was back at work. And, you know, even if it wasn't every day, and I, I enjoyed that. But, you know, being at work and, know being back around people that i enjoy being around for the most part <laughs> right um i was like but why do you feel this way mm-hmm. you know i don't feel like myself i started even thinking differently as it relates to you know how if you were you know how i looked at certain personal issues that were you know um bothering me at the time and i i would say that my current situation um and they say I'm not I'm not working at the moment at least my counselor even advised me to to speak about the transition so um I actually took on a mentor uh like one of my former bosses and you know we have a very good rapport so shouts out to Sharon she's been a like if you want a beacon of positivity shout Sharon trust me even when outside gloomy I'd be like I don't know where she's getting this from you know what I find so funny about this is because I see you as that person ha. for so many people. Yeah. So it's yeah. so amazing exactly to see right. that even y- 
though you're the beacon of light for so many people, you suffer or yes, you so. struggle with these issues. Yeah. Um, and Amy, it, it, it was surprising to a lot of people when I actually spoke out about it because I, I felt a, a sense of responsibility to share that experience because so many people that I spoke to during that period of time kind of sounded the same. It's like, you know, I'm really tired of being home. Um, you know, it's starting to affect, sorry, it's starting to affect me mentally. And I'm like, but, you know, I talked to somebody five minutes ago and they told me similar things, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so everybody just going through a similar phase as it relates to their mental health and, you know, like typical Beijings, we talk about it, but we sweep it on the carpet. Uh-huh. So Correct. I was at work, and um, as I said, I felt this feeling before. Actually, um, back in 2019, I had actually gotten the contact number for the counselor that you know I reached out to. But I didn't put it to use at the time. You know, it was still free up. You know, I was still able to go carnival and party yeah. and enjoy uh-huh. myself <laughs> and get those distractions from, you know, what is really bothering you at the time before addressing the issue. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, October come, you know, I got a little problem here, so at home. Then I realizing that again, a little problem here, so at work. And, you know, I, as I say, I don't feel like my usual energetic self. And I'm like, I can't turn this room with myself. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you know, felt like depressed or it was not really a feeling of depression per se? I can tell you this. Or depression. Yeah. I call it a funk, but I kind of knew mm-hmm what it was without saying I am suffering from depression. Right. Right. So I I finally, you know, reached out to the counselor. um, And fortunately that was provided through, you know, work at the time. So I Mm -hmm. had like, you know, five sessions that, you know, the company paid for. And I, I was very glad that I took that step. Reason being because she was able to obviously identify stuff. You know, Latoya used the word triggers earlier. That's not something that I would say in you know a general conversation with anybody. Like, right. this is what triggers me to feel the way that I do um, when I start to get into that depressed mood. Uh-huh. You know, the whole thing about thinking positively, as as she even said, you know, you should. Um, and one of the things that stuck out stuck out at that time was that we have this misconception that things and people can make us happy. Uh-huh. I tell people they got three C's in life that I live by. Choice, control, and consistency. Every day we get up, we have a choice as to what you will do. So even though you might be employed for some person or even working for yourself or whatever the case is, how your day goes is as a result of choices that you make today, even choices that you would have made yesterday, right? Um, And when you accept that this is the choice that I'm making, then you got to do it consistently, right? Latoya spoke Mm -hmm. about not being in control. You got to know when to let go too. Mm-hmm. You can't always be in control of every situation. And yeah. I mean, this is no me. And the the sort of thinking that that whole mood of depression put me in. And then, as I say, going and take the steps to get it resolved. Because it affects your behavior. It affects how you think. And not in a good way. Right? So yeah. things that yeah. I would usually do, I didn't feel like doing. Imagine me saying, saying I don't really want to be around a boy right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. People were probably yeah. like, huh? Who, you? Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you, you used to do that? And I was, you always like, down already. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. like I, rem- I honestly like, legit move a little frig up at times too because the, there were things that I was you know, supposed to, to go to and I, at the last minute just cancel because yeah. that funk come back. And I, I but you know, people no need to... 
also understand that there's a reason behind certain things. Because, you know, people would have got back to you for that. Yeah. Or, you know, but they didn't realize hmm. that there was actually a yeah. reason that you were actually suffering at that point. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, like, after the, the second session, I did a, a assessment and based on my responses. And this is the part that shot me here. So, no, like, you know, um, counselor comes back and she's, she's like, well, you are suffering from severe depression, young man. I'm like, severe depression? Like, <laughs> I was telling myself I suffer from a little depression, but I was like, all right, this is no, you know, like, this is where it gets a little serious now. And, you know, she goes through some of the things, you know, like, as I say, identifying those triggers, um, mm-hmm. being able to find coping mechanisms. So mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that y'all here speaking about, I'm like, I get reintroduced to these terminologies during the period of like a low point for me mm-hmm. right um what kind of made it a little bad for me at the time is that like from a work perspective you know i was still um expected to perform yeah and i don't try to be pretentious around people and that's why i, I encourage people to be yourself because if you're not comfortable with who you are you can't expect to give 100% of yourself to some person because you got got that level of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You understand? So mm-hmm. it brought me to that place and it was like, well, I got a lot of time now for myself. Let me see how I can you know, try to turn this situation around, mm-hmm. put myself back into a, a space mentally that I enjoy being in. And, you know, she even made, as far as saying, part of the reason why are feeling the way you do is because you don't have all those distractions mm. you know so there. yeah you just had a lot of stuff to, to using a lot yeah. of stuff exactly so yeah. and i'm an overthinker by nature are you so, a virgo no i'm a gemini uh. oh. yeah. <laughs> your season. yeah it's my season and i'm trying to keep myself like all right you know, don't freak out just be cool you understand um, at some point in time, I used to figure that I, I thought it was bipolar at one point. Wow. That's the truth. And that's, that's me just, you know, playing that out there. That's me being totally honest with you guys. Um, one of the other things that I realized that I was affected by was anxiety. So when I used to hear people talking about that feeling that you just get, and, you know, you just get all worked up, and it's like, oh, my gosh, why I feel this? Way? I used to be like, well, I don't suffer from that anxiety. As far as I know, I suffer from depression. So, listen, a couple months ago, right? A couple months ago, I had a situation where I went and you know I met with some people with regards to a possible job opportunity, and you know there was something that was said in the meeting, not anything like you know bad or what's not, but it caused me to think, and it was it caused me to think, you know, do I really want to be there? Um, I, you know, at a place where I am comfortable, I am good, you know, like I could go into that environment and function. Mm-hmm. When I start, like, the lady called me the Friday after the meeting, like, Friday night. I'm talking to this woman, my hand shaking. I can't tell you why. Yeah. i sitting down talking mm-hmm. to her, and my hand is so, like, and I mean, like, I played it off real cool, you know. Yeah. So she ain't getting all that I bought this, so mm-hmm. having a collection or connection or whatever the freak <laughs> is called it, because I, like, every time mm-hmm. I thought about taking this opportunity, and when you were supposed to meet with them, like, the next Friday, I started, like, my heart started to race. I even had to call um, my counselor, and I said to her, well, look, I need to book a session with you. 
I go and meet with these people Friday, and she was like, "Can Thursday was like, great, mm-hmm. wonderful," and she was like, "Well, I don't think that you are mentally ready to go oh, back that. into mm-hmm. you know this type of environment," mm-hmm. and that was mm-hmm. a shock for me because I mean, I my position as I say was made redundant in March, early March, um, and you know a friend of mine reached out. She was like, "Well, you know, there's this opportunity." I said, "Well, listen." Tell the woman again. Show she at the end of the month. Right now, you're here up on vacation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I did call her back um, at the end mm-hmm. of March, and I, you know, tell myself, "Oh yeah, just need a little month to get past this thing." Call, you know, I started to study. You really want to be out of work for an extended period of time in a panoramic? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> shoot me no. You <laughs> People talking about the fact that there are no job opportunities, mm-hmm. but. You know, yeah, people exactly. getting work. Mm-hmm. People yeah. getting to work for themselves. Sure. You know, yeah. people getting that freedom now to to choose what the next step for them is. Yeah, you know, that. how they can control or change the destiny of their life, right? So, you know, suffice to say, I had to call the lady and said, "Well, look, I I had there, and I tell you straight, mm-hmm. I tell you right now, right? I got a little anxiety, mm-hmm. and I need to get myself in a good place mentally before I could even come back to you." How yeah. she received that when you said that to her? Surprisingly, right? And I guess there's the beauty of, you know, women being women. That mm. nurturing spirit <laughs> that is innate in yeah. most, of, I can't say all, but most mm. of you women, right? <laughs> um, she was like, um, are you getting help? Mm. That's good. I was pleasantly surprised because yeah. that's not a question. pleasantly surprised? Yeah, that's not a question that I expect her to ask me. She was Ow. like, she's like, you know, um, if you need to get help, then do what you got to do, mm-hmm. right? Because she knows about the impact of, you know, mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, some a, a mm-hmm. relative of hers, um, you know, patient. So oh, okay. she sees so firsthand. She so she she came from fully. a situation yeah. where she would have seen. Yeah. Because and I can tell you from personal experience, like people are very dismissive, especially with. <laughs> Too dismissive. Anxiety, because I don't know in Barbados, people just think when you say you're feeling anxious, that that's just like, oh, like you just feel, that's yeah. a fleeting like feeling. Like you're just in a rush to do everything. feel better tomorrow. <laughs> but I, I, I do anxiety over it. it's not a big deal. Basis. So I know when I say, and there are certain people around me that know when I say what it means. Yeah. So, but that's mm-hmm. rare. So sometimes I don't even say. So it's good that that was her reaction to ask if you get any help and what's not. Yeah, and you know, as I say, I was pleasantly surprised by it, and you know, I was like, "Well, all right." So dodge a bullet there, because I tell you, every time I thought about is between the time I had a meeting with them and the time I was supposed to go back and meet, my heart would just start. Bup, 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 bup. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would just rest my hand <laughs> on my chest and be like, "Wait, you heart racing, big man?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, you know, go back a little bit to like November now when I started these sessions, and. As I say, after having so many different conversations with different people, even even my cousin, even my cousin at the time, and I mean, he and I grew up together from the time he was small, like secondary school together. Um, you know, so like, I know he, he know me. We actually had a conversation on mental health. And the, the, the beauty of it is that he highlighted, you know, some of his struggles, um, you know, being home for an extended period of time. And this is, you know, pre-pandemic and what's not. And just trying to decide what course you want your life to take. Um, and I mean, the, the danger of comparing yourself to other people becomes very real. 
because imagine mm-hmm. i mean i still live home i know people that is my age done got children that live by the self yeah, married that's off quite okay and you see that social media <laughs> thing where you're seeing people know you tell yourself but you know when are you get there yeah. or how i can get there yeah. and those are the questions i was mm-hmm. asking myself you know like back in november because it was like man i ain't feeling like myself so saying or oh, change right what do I change? How do I go about making this change? And when I make this change, is it going to impact me for the better? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to feel like, you know, i worse off than I was? So this is, you just got to block mm-hmm. out some of the noise at times too and really focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Social media. Right? <laughs> like, I even thought about doing, like, I was like, I can, I can come off of IG, you know, I might even delete WhatsApp because you're still going to watch the status. If anyone want me, send me a text. <laughs> no, <a> text. <laughs> <laughs> call me because we get we get so accustomed to using these devices in a manner that yeah. um, we don't fully utilize. You know the technology like we should. I, I I often believe so. So the same way that I was able to now reconnect, I use the video call feature as opposed to sending a voice note or just sending a message. I want to see you. So when you yeah. tell me that you good. And I looking at you, but your body language doesn't indicate because I, I I think that I'm a, a good reader of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I look mm-hmm. at you and you say, "Well, yeah, I good," I say, "You good? You got to convince me, no?" Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing for you to say that, and I don't want you to convince mm-hmm. me in a in a way that's you know um, not sincere. But when you speak, your actions also need to be al- aligned with you know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so there was this contradiction at times. People were like, "Hey, good, yeah, you're like, good." That's a cultural good thing. Good fuck though. up. <laughs> no, <laughs> when people say they're good at Barbados, is often very loaded, but it's yeah. just like I actually think you just say, you just "Yeah, say. you just say I good." But I think it's because we know that the person on the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's a cultural thing to ask. You're good? You're yeah. good, right. So, so that we really want me to be like, yeah, like oh, no, my dad ain't like, real shitty. I'm okay. real depressed. And then yeah. you look at you like, no. <laughs> 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 I just want you to say, yeah, and go along with your business. That's it. But I'll be honest about it. When someone asks me how I am, I'm not in a good mood. I'm not today, I'm not in a good mood. But yeah, I you just tell me that. But that's asked you how, how you doing. You was like, yeah, yeah my day ain't going so good. <laughs> you can be honest with, with yourself. Be honest with people too. Yeah. And, yeah. and don't be frightened to tell people when you're not good. You know why? Because yeah. if I say to you that I'm good, maybe we can operate like a good. If I say to you I'm not that good right now, and depending on the mm-hmm. level of comfort that I have with you as an individual, mm-hmm. I could start to right, that's important. my new detail as to why I don't feel the way I do then mm-hmm. we could work on maybe fixing that or you could give me some advice now that or put up a, a different mm-hmm. perspective on something um that you know completely alters the way how I view the situation mm-hmm. and, and allows me now to really tackle the issue and find mm-hmm. the solution not just a solution but the right solution but as I was telling mm-hmm. you when you know we were talking earlier I just feel yeah. like everybody's just ne- we just need to get to a point where we just accept when you're dealing with anybody at any point they're going through something yeah. and if we start doing that and how we communicate with people and do things like we would find that we could connect on deeper levels because even with this mental health issue like culturally and i i speak to a number of people about these things i have a number of friends that go through these challenges mm-hmm. but it's hard to find people to connect to because once in society's eyes you take certain boxes you certain girl you like so say you lost your job in the last couple months 
because I am still mm-hmm. working, it's like, oh, you can't be depressed. Yeah, like, like, you still got jobs. Like, you got people exactly. that, that ain't working. Yeah. So immediately your feelings are dismissed because mm-hmm. to somebody mm-hmm. else, like, your life is perfect. Yeah. But so. if we start acknowledging, like, everybody's struggling with something. So even something. if I have a job, like, I may be insecure about something. My, like, it's just, it's always something. So I, sure. that's, that's just my biggest takeaway with this and from what you're saying. Yeah. That uh, if we, that would go along with everybody just approach people with a little more empathy and just understanding that nobody's perfect. I honestly believe that everybody's depressed or anxious in some way or on some different level, depending on what is going on in your life at the time, it may differ. As you said, you felt these feelings when you were much younger. All of us have been through things where you just feel like, I am depressed. But we just say things in this yeah. culture like, oh, I'm depressed. And, and then, right, and we don't, we don't deal with it, and it comes and goes, and then as you get older, because now that I am in my 30s, I'm able to identify things a little better, and I read and try to understand, like, why I will feel the way that I feel, but everybody, like, some people ain't there yet, so they really don't know, and they would take, they would be brave like you, and go and seek help, and try to have a deeper understanding of what's going on, but I don't know. I just think that one small step will make a big difference. Honestly, that was one of the best decisions that I made last year. Mm-hmm. Be told. Um, I, I was talking to, you know, one of my best friends uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, she put it very succinctly. She said, you know, hey, when I look at you, I just, you know, see somebody that well put together. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, you know, you're always happy, or at least it's up here. So, yeah. I mean, I always, I, I just, Smile. I like people. So when I wrong people, you know, I just try to put myself in a, a good frame of mind because I in a space that I should enjoy um, the person's company, right? But I laughed to myself because it was like, such, that's such a facade. Like, mm-hmm. And you I can say that. People as even says concern me the most, you know, because nobody's always positive. So, so I just always be a little more concerned about people that mm. always positive. Like you, you're human. Yeah. And you're layered by nature. So you're not always going to feel. So here they say no, right? So um, during during that period of time, when you know I got counseling and what's not, um, they say I felt obligated to share my experience, and I can you know bring across my message in a way that I can't relate to people. Exactly. I remember doing this live, and I, I saved it because it was like, well, I can I can just post it um, on my page or whatever. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that message me. The amount of people that I see repost that life, people that I ever know. Yeah. And, you know, people was like, um, oh, so this one guy, like, I remember him reaching out to me. And he and I are not, like, friends or anything like that. We are mm. acquaintances. I see him around people that I know and, and what's not. And I say, um, well, thank you so much for sharing that. Because I, too have been feeling this funk and I have not been able to, you know, get back to a place where like I feel good about myself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. seeing you share that, you know, was like a moment for him mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. he's like, you know, other people going through this struggle. And if you can get to a point where you recognize that you need help, I have friends done a boy. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. help. Yeah. But how we go about getting that help is different to how you may go about getting it. Mm-hmm. But because also I like to share with people stuff that I believe that we can all benefit from, 
um, you know, I posted that video. I did a second and a third one, and I kind of, I kind of felt bad after a while when you know I didn't do any more of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but the reason being is that I do what I feel um, will allow me to a, feel good, mm-hmm. and if I think that a wider audience can benefit from that sincere message, then they can share it. So I can just say, all right, yeah, let me make this a a monthly thing where yeah. the company leaves mm-hmm. no one I, I share my thoughts yeah, don't put that me. pressure on yourself either yeah, exactly. because yeah. then you might not be feeling too at that point ah, so trust me I, I didn't and I, I honestly felt a sense of advocacy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. similar to what I hear today is that I get in the messages no you know men don't share these things and that's so brave well, of you. That's a question and I had for you, actually. Yeah, yeah. In regards to well. if you feel mm-hmm. like if there's a stigma attached for men to even mm-hmm. say that they have issues, mm-hmm. one, Definitely. and then seeking help. Yeah, there's a stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this dismissive attitude when it comes to mm-hmm. mental health for men. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he might not look it, but, you know, he's a tough hombre. <laughs> Uh, I, sh- I would like to pride myself on being strong physically, but I was weak mentally, and I didn't have a problem saying I was weak mentally, because mm-hmm. if I at that time, no, you're a human being. All right, safe. You put that label on yourself, because then to say is weak, to say is not is the opposite of strength. Okay, and sorry. that's even showing strength and recognizing what you that were going to. Yeah, so, so I, I exposed my vulnerable side. Yeah, and. You know, I did not have a problem sharing it. Furthermore, like my page is be open. One of the things that I used to say is like, I hope like employers don't come on my page, go out and see my stuff here, so and then go worry about. And, and why should I have to worry about that? Should I have to think that? Like, why should I have to think about? You know, if I go and you know work for some person, yeah, and I mean and it's important mm-hmm. because you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you can't perform as a result of you know your mental health not being you know in a good state, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They got triggers. They got what? triggers. What? And among you, remember you said some of my triggers were were related. But nothing is wrong with that. Nothing wrong with I that. I just want people to change the messaging because who performs at their optimum all day, every day at work? But that's just, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I can leave yeah, that alone. Yeah. But don't yeah. feel guilty for those things. I'll, I'll say this here, and this is me just putting it out there. So, you know, um, I, I used to got this weekly meeting with my manager at the time and I was very open with him about how I felt what mm-hmm. I was going through the fact that I was doing counseling um mm-hmm. you know because I was like well I ain't good at least not right now and you know if if we working towards getting you back to a good place then I gotta let him know that when he see I might not be performing to my optimum maybe because I trying to sh- uh, shirt the work right mm-hmm. because right mm-hmm. now I going through yeah. some stuff mm-hmm. and the difficulty that I have in is that I don't feel like if I could function like I, I was before. So, you know, I, I, I saying that, mm-hmm. but, you know, the reality of the situation is I got to get myself in order mm-hmm. because yeah. if you, you, you know, operate in this manner, then what can happen? You can go through the door. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. I was mentally prepping myself for the possibility that could happen. Me in a pandemic, Businesses was closing at different points in time. Some reopened, some haven't. So the reality of you know a job loss is something that 
if you are in that environment, and as I say, you still work in business development, yeah. then you have to look at things realistically. It might not save me saying, man, nah, boy, these people ain't gonna get rid of me. A good boat here, it's sweet in hood. Mm. Sweet in hood? But I ain't gonna hurt to be in right now. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? But it's still sweet. You understand? Because mm. no, it's like, all right, you get a lot more time now for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to use this word a lot, introspection. <laughs> right? I get to do a lot of introspection now. Um, I try not to be too comfortable with it because, you know, time's still going by on a daily basis. But the beauty of it is that I think where I am at now mentally is, is, is much better than, you know, back in okay. October, November. And I, I, I we are so happy to hear I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mental health is such a loaded... Yep. Yeah, topic yeah. 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 we might need to have you back yeah, yeah. at works. some point but if to close at least if there was one thing you would advise anybody suffering from mental health anxiety depression what would you suggest for them um i know i know a lot of people might not be comfortable with the fact that they gotta go and seek help if mm-hmm. the help that you seek is within your inner circle because that's the level of comfort you have to discuss the whole topic of mental health, then do it. If, if your avenue is going to a psychiatrist or a counselor, do it. Because what is the end result that you're seeking to achieve? Make yourself better or make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that, as I say, I was not able to identify, but you know, straight off the bat, my behaviors or the things that I said at the time, you know, my counsel was able to say, well, look, this is what's happening right now. This is what you need to do. She used to tell me that my head hurt too. So like, <laughs> you know, used to got a very open conversation yeah. and I found it very, you know, like welcoming. Um, even, even through sharing those videos, people reach out to me and say, well, listen, um, is there some person that you could recommend and I will go back to my counselor and say, well, listen, I have some person here that reached out to me. Can I give them your contact number? Right. And I share that information, you know, very willingly because mm-hmm. right. we, we may not be born with other people, right? So mm-hmm. you're a twin, and we ain't a twins, but we survive and we like to be around right. people. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. I'm going through something and you guys are my friends and I can't share that with you, then who can I share it with? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, you need to get it out. See that little... A little tension is going back in your neck. Oh, goodness, boy. I was suffering from that at times, and I used to be like, all right, I back here so tight. Uh-huh. You know, I would go to my friend Clarkie and get one of them massages, deep tissue, body. And they're like, oh, gosh, I feel like a new man. And all that tension gone. But I dealing with what caused him to build up at times. So when I, when I realized, well, look, you are seriously and, you know, like realistically speaking, put yourself in a good place. The onus is not on anybody else but you yeah. to be in some place positive. And it comes down to how you think too. You know, it comes down to how you view life and what's not. So mm-hmm. as I say, I had to do a, a slight 360 as it relates to looking at mental health and how I will go about dealing with my mental health. Mm-hmm. Especially given that I realize that a lot of us are afflicted by it. But we mm-hmm. don't see it that yeah. we are. And having that conversation with other people, um, where and I don't like this thing where, oh well, the fact that I know somebody else that might be going through it. I mean, to me, you know why? Because mm. you going through it, you going through it, and 
Shamora going through it, Amory going through it. We all going through it. Mm-hmm. But how does that make us feel at that point in time? How are we coping mm-hmm. is different. How are we, you know, finding the mechanisms that can mm-hmm. put us back into a good space? It's different. Yeah. So I shouldn't view it as some sort of consolation to know that other people are struggling too. Yeah. And I try not to say yeah. that. I can say I can empathize with you. But it does right. not lessen the load of how I feel at that particular point yeah. in time, knowing that all of we suffering. What will it all of we to not be suffering? Yeah, got you. <laughs> but you know, well, we are very, yeah. very proud of you for yeah. you know, <laughs> for <laughs> using your platform. I was, I remember running to you last yeah. December and I gave you a hug and I said, "I'm so proud of you, Rashid," because mm-hmm. a lot of men, people go through it, but men for sure suffer in silence. So, yeah. well done, and yeah. I hope you continue to use your platform for good and to help normalize some of these issues. Yeah, I well, I will intend to. Do that, you know, as best I can, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's something that we need to bring a lot more awareness to. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it has to be an ongoing effort. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank well, you thank so you. much for joining us, Rashi. Let's talk thirty. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bye, y'all. <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time to listen to another episode of Let's Talk 30. We hope you enjoyed this discussion, and we do hope that it was informative and everyone learned something. You can find us on all of the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, and YouTube, and you can follow us on IG at Let's Talk 30.bb. Always remember, life is too short to live counting your years. So... If you're on your journey to or through 30, enjoy the ride. Yeah, that way, bye, bye, bicycle. <laughs> <laughs>